a nice surprise, amen? I saw a trumpet trio and I thought, okay, that's Daniel and Michael Moberly is switching from trombone to trumpet, which he can do. Pastor John must be coming back for tonight <laughs> as our honored guest. And then I saw, I heard Paul Jay and I thought, okay, well, I know Paul Jay. Okay, Paul Jay and Michael and Daniel. I had no idea your sons played trumpet, right? That's a, well, praise the Lord, amen? Wonderful. We're going to have a great night together tonight. Why don't we stand and ask the Lord's blessing upon the service tonight? Could we do that, everyone, please? Our Father, tonight with grateful hearts, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to sing these songs tonight, the carols that mean so much to us. Help us, I pray, to, this evening as we sing to be mindful of the words that come out of our mouths, that they might truly, dear Father, come from our hearts. We pray, Father, that as we hear instruments playing and as Brother Jason brings our closing challenge tonight, that our hearts would be stirred together as we get to sing your praises and play your praises and preach your word, Father, and to listen to your word, that we might be greatly um, challenged tonight and encouraged and uplifted, and that, Father, you might be especially honored and pleased as we seek in our church to honor you with our music, that we might be true to your word and, and, and have the music here that would truly, truly glorify you. So we ask your blessing upon each one who participates tonight as we all sing together and as some provide music. We ask, Father, that as we sing for your glory, that our hearts might be encouraged together just to the privilege we have to serve you, to love you, because you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that through him we might have eternal life. We pray tonight in his name. Amen. You may be seated.
Well, we sing our first two carols tonight, and we'll sing them without anything between them. We'll just go from one right to the other. First of all, just one verse of Angels from the Realms of Glory. And then we finish that verse and chorus. We'll go right into the second carol tonight. It came upon the midnight clear. You can remain seated for all the carols and until later on we ask you to stand, all right? <clears throat> Angels from the realms of glory wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation story now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. It came upon a midnight clear that glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men from hands of gracious King. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear
are a lot of folks that that is their favorite Christmas carol. And so uh, you probably found yourself wanting to sing along with the trumpet. But uh, Carrie has planned that we would get to sing it tonight. So let's just stand right now. We'll sing three verses of Silent Night. And then when we finish singing three verses, we can be seated again, please. Just the first three verses of Silent Night. I'll give you the first phrase of the second and third verse, all right? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, the love's pure light. Together. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Thank you. Be seated, please. thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Sweet little Jesus Lord. 
We'll be singing just the first verse of the first Noel, leading into one verse of while angels, excuse me, while shepherds watch their flocks, and then two verses of the well-known carol, Joy to the World. The first Noel. The first Noel, the angels did say, was to certain shepherds in fields as they lay in fields as they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep Noel, Noel Noel, Noel born is the Shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground. The angel of the Lord came down, and glory shone around, and glory shone around. Joy to the world, the Lord. Sure, see. 
and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns on the second. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Let's add a verse. We all know the last verse, don't we? He rules the world with truth and grace. Let's sing that one together. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. and hungry, lowly afraid, wrapped in the chill of midwinter, comes now among us, born into poverty's embrace, new life for the child of the poor. What child is this who laid to rest on child of the poor. 
strengthen the feeble, say to the frightened heart, fear not, here is your God. Who is this who lives with the lowly, sharing their sorrows, knowing their hunger? This is Christ revealed to the world in the eyes of a child, a child of the you two more carols hark the herald angels sing we'll sing two verses of that well-known carol then we'll go into all three verses of away in a manger heaven-born prince of peace on the last hail the heaven-born prince of peace hail the son of righteousness light and life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings while he lays his glory by born that men no more may die born to raise the sons of earth, born to give a second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, a little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head the stars in the sky look down where he lay the little lord jesus asleep on the hay the cattle are lowing the baby awakes but little lord jesus the crying he makes. I love the Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning. 
the night Christ was born just before break of morn as the stars in the sky were fading for the place where he lay fell a shadow called a gray of a cross that would humble a suffered my sin to forgive, born to die upon Calvary. He was wounded that I might live. Jesus knew when he came he would suffer in shame. He could feel every pain and sorrow. But he left paradise. With his blood he paid the price. My redemption to Jesus I owe. Born to die upon Calvary. Jesus suffered my sin to forgive, born to die upon Calvary. He was wounded that I might live. He was Carols, a little town of Bethlehem, just one verse, the first verse, a little town of Bethlehem. We'll go right into two verses of angels we have heard on high. I think it's time to stand again. Let's stand and sing these two together, please. One verse, a little town of Bethlehem, two verses of angels we have heard on high. Shineth the 
Bethlehem and see. Sing it. Come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Come adore unbended knee, Christ the Lord the new. Thank you. You may be seated. The men are coming to sing We Three Kings. Guide us to thy perfect light. 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 Guide us
First verse of What Child Is This?
<laughs> that happens to be one of my favorite songs, too, so I love to pick up right after that song. Honestly, I think of Jesus Christ as a little baby child in the manger and just having the opportunity to kneel at his feet, even as a child, you know, that would have been, been a privilege. But uh, tonight we are going to be um, talking about another song. We come here together, we gather together to sing hymns and to sing Christmas carols, and that's actually one of my favorite parts of Christmas. But there's one song that you probably will not hear in most uh, Baptist churches. You might hear it in a Catholic church, an Anglican church, or an Orthodox church. It's actually one of the oldest hymns in Christianity, and that is the Magnificat. So these are the words that Mary spoke when she went to go visit Elizabeth, and the baby left in her womb, and she gave praise to God. And so I kind of wanted to look at just what was Mary telling us about who she was through the words that she said in the Magnificat, and then what does it tell us about who our Savior is as well. It says in Luke 1, 46 through 56, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in my Savior. <clears throat> For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree, he hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent, away empty, sent empty away. He hath hope in his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own home. <clears throat> now, in the book of Luke, there actually traditionally have been recognized four different songs. So Luke, if you want to create an Easter, or a Christmas cantata, not Easter, a Christmas cantata, Luke chapter one, two, I don't know, maybe three. Okay, there are four songs that the church has traditionally held are in, this, are in this text. Now, it's debatable about whether Mary's words were actually a song. They, they really have a poetic nature to them. And if you analyze it, they follow patterns of Hebrew poetry and stuff like that. And it really is hard to imagine Mary just gushing out these words spontaneously without having prepared at some point. But the Holy Spirit was on her, so she, she could have done that as well. But the text itself... Technically, it just says, and Mary said. It doesn't say, and Mary sang. Um, but I am going to go along with tradition in this case and say this is Mary's song, okay? Because so, it fits with our Christmas, can, uh, Christmas candlelight carol sing. And I do believe there's evidence that it could be a song. So, But what this song tells me about Mary, first of all, is that she knew who she was. Okay, The very first words, or the section that, of her Magnificat, she says, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. Mary knew her humble origins. In fact, those words, the lowest state, literally are humble, the humble state of being, okay? And then that word handmaiden, it's literally just the female version of a slave, okay? It is, is the word for a female slave in this text. So Mary knew exactly who she was, and she didn't, she didn't, view herself as this exalted person that people should worship. She didn't think she was royalty. She didn't think that she should be, uh, that she was the most righteous of women on all the face of the earth. And she didn't feel like she should be worshiped like oftentimes the Catholic Church does. They have to go to Jesus through Mary. But that wasn't what Mary was thinking at this moment. 
Indeed, in fact, in this, these verses, she magnified the Lord. She praised God for who he was. So Mary just saw herself as a servant of God. And when the angel came to her and told her that she was going to have the Christ child, she accepted it. She didn't fight it. She received the word of God and she moved forward, knowing that honestly, it was going to cost her a lot. Because Mary, Mary was a, at this point technically a single woman. It says she was betrothed to Joseph and and in Jewish culture, they're viewed as a wife, but she wasn't fully married at that time. And so for her to be pregnant, they could have stoned her. It, it would have ruined her relationship with Joseph. Honestly, if the angel hadn't come to Joseph and told him that she was with child of the Holy Ghost, it would have continued to ruin their relationship, probably. You know, she had a lot to lose because of this. And yet she accepted and she obeyed God because God was her supreme king. He was, he was the one who she magnified. She lifted him up. Mary also knew her Bible. We can see a lot. We can see that in this text. If you go through some of the phrases here, you see allusions and you see direct quotations from promises that are found throughout the Old Testament. So Mary wasn't like the average Christian who barely reads their Bible and hardly knows what it says. Mary could quote the Old Testament. She could quote the Torah. She could quote all the promises that were given as far as the Messiah. In verse 48, she says, For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Well, where did she get that idea from? Malachi 3 verse 12 says, And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, the Malachi passage was a promise to Israel. However, what would make Israel a blessing? their Messiah. And who was going to be the one to deliver that Messiah? Mary. So Israel was blessed because of Mary's blessing that God had given her. And so she knew that because of this Christ child that she was going to bear, their nation would be blessed before God. In verse 49, it says, for he that is mighty hath done great things and holy is his name. That's a quotation or a reference to Psalm 71, verse 19, which says, Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high, who hath done great things, O God, who is like unto thee. The birth of Jesus Christ was a miracle. That alone was a great thing. To redeem mankind is a great thing. And so God was performing a miraculous, a, a beautiful act by giving Mary this child, something that we never would have dreamed of. <clears throat> and God, God was showing himself mighty. He was very high. He was holy. He was great. Verse 50 says, And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Well, where's this concept come from? Psalm 103, verse 17, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children. We sing this, right, in choir? It's probably one of my favorite choir songs as well, but God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. And if you think about it, like the Jews, technically, they thought of their Messiah as a conqueror, right? So where does mercy come into that? Mary had to have known something. This Messiah wasn't just coming to conquer Rome. He was coming to bring mercy. And this mercy, God's faithfulness, God's steadfast love was from generation to generation, from everlasting to everlasting. In verse 53, he says, He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. This is kind of a reference to Job 22, verse 8 and 9. But as for the mighty man, 
he had the earth, and the honorable man dwelt in it. Thou hast sent widows away empty, and the arms of the fatherless have been broken. And there's just some references there that, that kind of tie in with that. But if you think about the ministry of Jesus Christ, did Jesus Christ come into the temple and become best friends with Caiaphas and the high priests? Did he go make friends with the rulers of Israel? No, he went and he ate with the sinners and the broken, the lepers, the people. You think about it, in the Old Testament, a leper was not even allowed to walk into the temple because of his disease. But Jesus was willing to touch the leper. He was willing to cross that barrier to, to, to heal, to reach out to. And, the, and Mary had to have known some of the prophecies about who the Messiah would be. And actually, Pastor preached on these. We'll look at it in ju just a second. So Mary knew who she was. She knew who her God was. He was high and he was lifted up, but she also knew her Bible. She knew her scriptures. There, those quotations were from Malachi, Psalms, and Job. That's a wide variety of passages in the Old Testament. But Mary also knew her need of a Savior. In verses 46 through 47, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Mary knew that she needed a savior. This, this flies in the face of the doctrine of Mary being sinlessly perfect. Mary was not sinlessly perfect. She had a need for a savior, just like every single one of us does. And uh, <clears throat> it's important that we see in this text that because Mary, Mary knew that she needed a savior, honestly, we need a savior as well. In verse 52, it says that, the, and just showing that she's talking about the Messiah here, it says, he hath put down the mighty from their seats, and the exalted them of low degree. So Jesus came to save the lost, the blind, the sinners, and she knew that he would feed the hungry. In verse 53, it says, He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. And this really is a fulfillment or a reference to the prophecy, again, that pastor was preaching on this morning in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19, which said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel, to whom? To the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Those who are healthy, Jesus said, don't need a doctor. Jesus came to save sinners. And Mary knew that she was a sinner. She knew that she had a need for a savior. And so as we have this Christmas season, we sing these hymns about the coming of the Messiah, the Jesus Christ, this Christ child. In fact, there's even a, there's a debate on Facebook about the song, Mary, did you know? Well, guess what? Mary did know, okay? So all these, these words right here clearly tell us Mary knew. She knew her need. She was a sinner before God, and she knew that, she, that God was holy, God was righteous. God was perfect. The Bible teaches that um, because we are sinners, we have all earned death. The Bible calls that a, a second death, a spiritual death, separation from God because of our sin. But Jesus Christ was born in that manger to die. As um, Pastor, you sang that, right? Okay. <laughs> so, okay, born to die. Jesus Christ was born in a manger, and the ultimate purpose was so that he could live his life be perfect, go to the cross, and die on that cross for our sins. So Mary knew that she was a sinner. She knew that God was holy, that God was perfect, and she could not make it to heaven 
unless something was done to deliver her. And she knew that she needed a Messiah, and that Messiah was her little, her little baby, her little Christ child. So maybe tonight you feel that you're broken. You're, you're one of those brokenhearted. You're the poor in spirit. <clears throat> you're the, the sick, the hurting, the sinner who just doesn't seem to be able to kick that habit that's destroying your relationships and your life. I plead with you tonight to be like Mary, to know who you are, to know who God is, but to see who Jesus Christ is and to come to him as your savior. Pastor and I will be here after the service if you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior. I ask that you just come to us, come talk to us and we'll show you how you can know Jesus Christ as your Messiah. Not just the baby born in a manger so long ago, but the Christ who died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins. Would you bow your heads, please? Brother Jason and I talked before the service about who would conduct the invitation tonight, and I said we generally don't have an invitation at the end of our candlelight carol sing. Really weren't planning to have one tonight. I had no idea what he was going to preach. So well, let's not have a come forward invitation with the lights on, the pastor down front, but uh, you, need to, you, need to, you need to think about what you've heard tonight. And tonight would be a wonderful night if you've never been saved, if you're not sure of your salvation. There's so many people today trusting in just being a good boy or a good girl or go, growing up in a good family, going to church periodically or regularly, maybe putting some money in the offering plate when they get there, maybe getting baptized or becoming a church member, trying to, trying to you know, treat people right, just do good things, you know, try to make sure that, that when you die that the, out, the, the, the good of your life kind of outweighed the bad so, you know, the scales are tipped in your behalf and Jesus says, come on in. You know, that's not how it's going to be. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So what do you do with a gift? How do you get a gift? You just receive it. You don't pay for it. You don't do something to deserve it. You just say thank you. You, re you receive it as a gift. And so tonight, before we just close with a few announcements and receive our offering and sing one more carol together, why don't you tonight, if you're not a Christian or you're not sure about it, if you know, if you know what the Bible says about how to be saved, Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died upon a cross, not for his own sins, he had none, he died for your sins. He died for my sins. But God commendeth or has demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He took our place. The Bible says on the third day, the same body that was crucified on the cross and buried came back to life. He rose again and 40 days later ascended back to his father in heaven for he is there tonight just as real, just as alive as we are here. And now you say, well, then how am I saved? Well, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You just call upon him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The one that Mary sang about, the one whom she would deliver, is God's only son and God's only savior for us. Neither is there salvation in any other. The Bible says there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So right now, why don't you just Pray a simple prayer to, to, to the Lord. Say, Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I have not always thought right, done right, said right. My motives have not always been right. I've, 
I've put many things and many people before you. I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. I am sorry for my sins. Thank you, God, that Jesus died upon the cross for me and rose again so that I could be forgiven, so that I could have eternal life. I could be saved. Would you forgive my sins? Would you give me tonight, please, right now, eternal life? Because I gladly receive you as my personal Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I want to live for you. To glorify you, I want to show my gratitude for saving me. Amen. If you prayed a prayer that like that tonight, whether it was those exact words or some other words, why don't you why don't you tell me after the service? If you're a lady or girl here tonight, just find my wife and tell Mrs. Carsey's, please. So before we have our announcements and offering tonight, if you did not Pray as I was praying. Let's just take just a moment here of silence, please. Would you talk with the Lord? And if you're a Christian tonight, you tell the Lord what's on your mind. Dedicate your life anew to the Lord. If you're not saved, call upon him right now, please. Would you do that? Dear Father, we read in your word, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. We realize there's no way that we could put into words tonight what you mean to us, what you have done for us that we do not deserve. We thank you, Father, that it's not by our works because we wouldn't know what work or what works to do and how many to do. We thank you, Father, that it's not by our giving we wouldn't know how much to give or what to give what to join, what to change. We thank you, Father, again this evening that you've made it so simple that just in simple trust in putting our confidence in your Son, we could be forgiven of our sins and have eternal life. Thank you for the wonderful gift of salvation. And I pray, Father, if there's somebody here tonight who, who accepted Christ for the first time, that as their life will be totally changed, that they might truly never forget this evening. We know they won't. Lord, help them to live in the light of the decision they've made and as we learn of that, Father, we will rejoice in their salvation. For those of us tonight who've been saved before, we're already Christians. We thank you again for Christ our Savior and his willingness to take our place, that we might be forgiven, that we might truly have an abundant life to live and a purpose for living each day. Thank you for our service tonight. We know the Lord's been honored, and, and in that, we're joyous. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I didn't check the end of the program to see when the lights were supposed to come on, so because I am the pastor, I think I'll just ask that we turn them on right now, okay, men? Somebody back there. You say, why are you going to turn the lights on? Well, for two reasons. Number one, I want to see who's here. Because several came in after we started. Let me just rejoice, okay? Hold on. That's wonderful. I'm glad you came. Say Amen. Wasn't this a good service? Listen, again, Carrie, Carrie Culver, she planned this tonight. This is, this is her work, okay? And, and it's hard to believe. Last Sunday night was children's night. That was her work, too. Last night was our 
adults Christmas party and the children's Christmas, that was her work too. She really should get a raise, but this is not a business meeting, so we can't take care of that tonight, okay? But I know she doesn't do it for money, but she, and she's our secretary. I, I nominate her to just keep being secretary so she can keep playing stuff like this, okay? You don't know what a burden that takes off me. I just thank the Lord for what you've, all the work that you've done. And I'm telling you folks, as pastor, you have no clue, you have no idea how many hours she puts in these things and all the time that it takes. And I know she does it for the Lord and I'm extremely grateful. I'm so thankful for all those who had a part tonight in playing instruments and in singing and what a wonderful night it has been together. Another reason I had the lights turned on so that is this, that when you do give an offering, you, you take the right thing out of You know, this could backfire. I was going to say, let's turn the lights on so you don't take that $1 bill, so you, you grab that 100 Well, it could go the other way. You could say, well, I was only planning to give one, but I grabbed the wrong bill. Well, we, that's too bad. Once it's in there, it's in there, okay? <laughs> All right. But we do want to take an offering in just a little while tonight. Before we do, just a couple of reminder offerings before we do that. And let me read the one I read this morning. Several were not here this morning. Let's read this again. This is uh, not really a church announcement, but it's from the Hits, and I'm glad to read it, okay, because the entire church is invited. The entire Hits family will be going ice skating at the outdoor rink in Edmond next week, this week, now on Friday, Christmas Eve, starting at 2.30 in the afternoon. We can get a great ticket rate of $8 per person, skates included, if we have a group of at least 31. We are inviting church family and other Oklahoma friends to join us if you would like to go. If you are interested or have other questions, please see Carrie Culver. She will need to know by Monday at the latest and will also need to have your money ahead of time in order to make a single payment at the ring. So consider yourself invited and if you have any questions, you can see Carrie, of course. All right, as we mentioned this morning, we do have your 2022 offering envelopes available now. They're on the table in the lobby. If you want to get those after the service tonight, we'll say more about that next week. Wednesday night ought to be a special night here. Now, we don't have tiny trackers and true trackers and true seekers and so forth now, but we will all come together on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, from 7 o'clock to about 8 or at the very latest, 8.15. We're just going to have a time of singing together, a time of praying together. And uh, Brother Gage, where are you? So you planning to preach now? Gage is going to bring our message on Wednesday night, okay? So Brother Gage will preach on Wednesday night. And then next Sunday morning, even though it's the 26th, Christmas is behind us, we will still keep the focus on Christmas. All the music will be Christmas. I'll be preaching the message in the morning, in the evening service. Paul J., you're on tomorrow, next Sunday night, right? Next Sunday night, Brother Paul J. Hits will give us about a five-minute update of their ministry in Baffin Islands. I get cold thinking about it. Okay, so warm me up with that little update, if you will. And the, who were you talking about? Somebody was going to move from, what were we talking the other day? Was that last night? Oh, no, it was Mother. They were, they were thinking maybe Carol would like to go to Baffin Island. I said, Carol, I would not recommend that for a, a whole lot of reasons, okay? But, uh, oh, and then it was some, you had some people from Cameroon came down, and we were talking about that would be interesting, from Cameroon all the way to Baffin Island. I bet they didn't go in the wintertime. If they did, I bet they didn't stay long, right, Emmanuel? Okay. But anyway, Paul J. will be preaching next Sunday night. As I mentioned this morning, the HITS guys are all preaching while they're here. We're not going to take one love offering. We're not going to take several love offerings. We do want to give them something for preaching to us. As we know, that takes time and preparation and so forth. And God says his people should support those who preach the word. So once again, in the, off in the pews, you'll see the little white envelope there with a heart on it. Anything you put in there anytime during the rest of December or the first Sunday of January, uh, it'll all go. Just put HITS on there, please. Just put HITS on there and uh, put it in the offering plate anytime. And then whatever comes in, we will divide equally amongst the four 
the four young men. Okay, let's see. CDs we still have available. I think two or three CDs on the table. Some Christmas cards there that you can purchase. We had one other thing we we're going to mention, and that is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Don't miss coming on New Year's Eve. We'll start at, did we say seven? I think we said seven. Seven. Doors open at seven o'clock. We'll, we'll shut down about 11, but you're going to come, please, for hey, let's, free time, activities, recreation, sports, games, take a nap if you want to, whatever. Talk all night if you feel like it. Eat all night if you want to. Listen, just please don't do that. Bring, bring, bring something that sounds good as a snack. If you say, well, I don't like snacks on New Year's Eve, I like steaks. Okay, bring your little grill. Put it outside, grill your steaks, just make sure I'm on your list because I've been a good boy this year, all right? <laughs> so we will have whatever food you bring, whatever snacks you bring, it'll all be spread out there. We'll just have a great time together, and um, the church will take care of the beverage. The church will take care of all the table goods and supplies and things like that. And again, if you have any questions about New Year's Eve, come and see me. We have not yet planned it. All we know is it's going to be fun. Ushers, why don't you come? Let's take the offering tonight. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. It's not the main thing we do at church. You take offerings. We just give people an opportunity. God has blessed you. He's provided for you. You love the Lord. You love his work, and you want to be a part of his ministry. We give you an opportunity to give as unto the Lord, and praying that if you give as unto the Lord, we don't give to get, but God does say if his people will give, he will meet our needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Father, we thank you that we have something to give. Thank you especially again for saving us and giving us a heart for Christ and for his servants as they labor for him. Thank you for the ministry of this church that tries to shine as a, a bright light in a really dark world. Thank you for the missionaries that we are privileged to support. And Lord, these 32 families as they labor in all places in the world that, that you might bless their efforts for you even, even throughout this coming week and into the new year. So as we give tonight, we give to you. And pray that you will once again be glorified in our giving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you visitors, that's the Carrie Culver we were talking about. I want you to know that I'm her pastor. I want you to know that I'm her boss. I want you visitors to know I'm also her piano teacher. Did you know that? <laughs> there went my stake, I'm sure. I said I've been a good boy. I just ended real fast. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Miss Culver. Let's stand together, please. We used to sing, Oh, Come, All Ye Faithful, to start the night. Tonight, we're going to sing it to finish it off. All three verses. Oh, Come, All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant. If you've held back a little bit, now's the time. Forget about that. Don't worry about ruining your voice. You can just let it rip tonight, okay? On these last three verses, these last, this last psalm, and when we come to chorus, okay, we start kind of softly, we get a little louder, and then we really sing that last phrase without shouting. We have a few boys and girls that when we say shout, they really do shout. I just could have changed that. Don't shout, sing loudly. Amen? Here we go. Let's do it. happy morning together. Yay, Lord, we dismissed. That was a wonderful night, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for coming tonight.